Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Butte's top three. Right, Steve. I'm going to start, um, and we haven't touched on it today at all. But the uh, Masters is on, as you may or may not be aware, which I'm sure you're well aware. But uh, Seamus Power. Have you heard of that name, Steve-O? Seamus Power. Are you sure it's Seamus? It's not Seamus. Could be. I call it Seamus. <laughs> Say it how it looks. <laughs> The um, Seamus Power is... Oh, so now you're calling him Seamus. I'm Seamus. I'm shame on me. Shame on me. Butes, if you're going to name someone in your top three, it would help if you know the pronunciation. Okay, let's just call him S Power. Okay? <laughs> S Power gets the traditional par three tournament they have in the lead-up to the Masters. He has not only hit one hole-in-one, he's, he's got consecutive hole-in-ones on the second last hole and the last hole. Can you believe that? Can you believe it, Steve-O? It's incredible. Seriously. Two hole-in-ones in one tournament. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Consecutive shots. Anyway. What, what are the chances of that, Buttes? It, it was one, 11 million to one. 11 million to no. one. It is. Yep. Three, I read it today. It's 3,000 to one that a professional golfer will get a hole-in-one. It's 11 million to one that he gets two in a row. I, I thought the odds might be shorter than 3,000 to one that a pro golfer could get a hole in one. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I read, mate. Just telling you what I read. You've seen those guys. They pepper the flag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I get, well, they, that's what the stats said. Papers don't lie, mate. The Google doesn't lie. Google doesn't <laughs> lie. Number two, I've got to say, Australian cricket, right? <laughs> I still can't get past Seamus. Seamus. He could be his new name. Is he from Ireland? Probably. Probably. Um, Australian cricket, ACA. The new agreement they've got for women's cricket, which I think is unbelievable. Right? A big world under them. Women's game now, they've got a 66% increase in terms of their pay. So they can now earn the top Australian cricketer can earn for representing Australia up to $800,000, which I think is just phenomenal and so worthy of a side that's probably our best sporting team uh, in the country. Give us those numbers again. 66% pay increase on the new collective bargaining agreement and the top cricketer can earn up to $800,000. Bear in mind, there's also other leagues that they can compete in, the IPL with the women, and we saw Gardner pick up $580,000. So... We're going to see the first female million-dollar cricketer very, very soon. It's probably a good area to bring Gemma Smith in on. And how great is it to be a female athlete these days? Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. I think the traction that women's sport has got, particularly, I think, since COVID, um, since the resurgence, and just to see the strength of the women's cricket team, um, they've performed so well and so dominantly over the past sort of two, three years, um, but even further back than that. But also just the traction that the AFLW is getting, um, NRLW, it's just amazing to see. And I think, yeah, great to be a female athlete and in yeah, this space. And the big thing is, at the end of this year, we've got the Women's World Cup here in Australia, right, which is going to be... 
And again, you know, we're so caught up in rugby league at the moment. That is going to be one spectacle, I can assure you. Yeah, and Jem, I guess for you, you must wish you were a cricketer, but in Surf Life Saving, there are some very generous sponsors, including Shore and Partners, who you're associated with. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, Surf Life Saving have got the support of Shore and Partners in the Summer of Surf Series um, over the past couple of years, but this year's just gone to another level, and it's just been amazing to have their support. They've done so many amazing things in the Australian sporting landscape, but especially across um, ocean racing. Um, so, yeah, to have them in Surf Life Saving now, as well as ocean ski paddling, is just absolutely incredible, and, yeah, it's just amazing. And, Butes, at times with Cricket Australia, you've been scathing on this show, but... Is Todd Greenberg involved in this? He is. He's heavily involved. And I just think it's a, a great step forward for women's cricket, for women's sport, uh, and, and very well-deserved. And, and, you know, we're not talking about parity here or anything like that. This is just these players getting paid what they deserve to be paid. And, and I, you know, I do not begrudge them at any stage whatsoever. I think it's amazing. And, and I hope that a lot of the other sports follow the lead uh, and, and give these women what they deserve in terms of what is a fair and equitable uh, income. Yeah, well said. Just before you get to your number one, yes. at the moment in the 2K swim, I can see there's, looks like about three swimmers in front, but you can see how they're spread out, and there's maybe five. The swimmers coming fourth and fifth, they're just holding on. So the pace is on in this 2K race. I would assume, Steve, that this is... Uh, would they be doing two laps? Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, right, and you. Gemma will be good to commentate on this as we, because they might just be finished before we get to the end of our show. Mm. But you can see at the moment, because they're in single file, the pace is on. Okay, Buttes, number, number one. one. Number one is uh, the 2023 class uh, for the Danica, Car Danica Clark Foundation. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. I loved hearing their stories uh, on Wednesday night and uh, you know what, their names that people are going to be looking to in the future and I dare say we're going to have a lot of interviews with these young athletes uh, over the next uh, 12 months where we hear their stories and hear their achievements, Steve. So well done to all those athletes that managed to secure scholarships for the Danica Clark Foundation. They are my number one pick for this week. Yeah. You know, there were too many athletes to name, but there is one young guy that I thought had loads of charisma, and that is the young tennis player, Flynn Coventry oh, Searle. Yes. Now, him and his younger brother, they actually got the gig at the Australian Open Tennis yep. to do Aussie Open TV, and they got to speak to the great Kenny Rosewell. And, like, these two brothers, weren't they a breath of fresh air at the scholarship night? They had so much character and charisma, and I think they sp they spoke so well. Like, I think Flynn was only 13, just yeah, turned yeah, yeah. 13. So he, he could do my job quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, do it a lot better than I can, I can assure yeah. you. He could do all of our jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Hey, Jem, you're here because you're going to play a little cameo. It's Buttes' top three. But what about for you? What have your three highlights been of the last week? Um, I think for me, number three, well, Bells has just kicked off, and I've been following the surfing very eagerly. Um, I think Steph Gilmore got waiver the day the other day with an 8.83 and she's obviously, I think, a four-time winner down there at Bells. So I think she's looking in really good form, um, no doubt trying to get above that sort of mid-season cut line as well. So that's definitely looming. Um, so hopefully, yeah, she does really well, but also Molly Picklam definitely, you know, cheering for the Central Coast locals there. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my number three. And just on that cut line, Macy Callahan is right on it. So she needs another solid result at Bells and... I love the way Macy surfs, so let's hope she does extremely well. 
Absolutely. Macy is a phenomenal athlete and I've no doubt she'll be able to pull it out when it counts. So, yeah, best of luck to all those girls down there. Okay, um, number two. Number two, um, for me, I've got to go back across to the Aussies coming back from WA. I think Riley Fitzsimmons' performance over there in the open single ski, we sort of talked about it a little bit before, but just an absolutely dominant performance against, I think, the strongest men's field in the ski race that's assembled in the probably the last decade. So mm. absolutely threw the race down, led from start to finish. And also Jackson Collins was in that race. He's the previous two-time winner um, coming off the past two years. So to take out that title, I think, was just absolutely incredible and a really worthy performance. Yeah, and also Noah Havard, who's an outstanding paddler. I love the stories of some of the older paddlers, like in their late 30s, that made that final and what it meant to be a part of that. And, you know, these are guys that, uh, you know, well, I suppose it is a sport where you can be at your best into your 30s, and we've seen guys in their 40s win national titles in ski paddling. So it is one area where you can still compete because, you know, it's about power-to-weight ratio, and and uh, we're seeing in other sports like rugby league where players go into their 40s like the greatest of all time, Cameron Smith. Hey, Butes, we found someone else that could do your job. Yeah. What about Gemma Smith? Why not? Why not? <laughs> she could do my job too. Okay, number one. My number one, again, a bit biased coming from Surf Life Saving, but under-19 women's tackling team. I think they pulled it out of the bag. Um, Natalia Drobert had an amazing Aussies, but, yeah, she let it out, um, followed by Brontiers, and then to bring it home, Mia Cracknell. They're all absolutely incredible athletes and really, I think, have hit their straps this past year. Um, and just to go over there and combine as a team for the Central Coast local club of Evoca was absolutely incredible. They had such a strong cheer squad down there, the Evoca people on the beach led by Gordo Jones. So, yeah, it was just absolutely phenomenal race for them and, yeah, really special for the Central Coast. Is it maybe the best Aussies the Central Coast has had Maybe ever. Yeah, I think across the board, just to see so many strong performances across both the men and the women. And even though, you know, Riley Fitzsimmons doesn't compete for a Central Coast club anymore being under the North Cliff cap, um, it's still so special um, to see athletes that have, you know, grown up and been bred here on the Central Coast go on and do amazing things.